Hello, and welcome back to the RTFB podcast. This is Travis, and we are, in fact, back with another season and another book. Before we get into the regularly scheduled programming, though, I will say I had written an intro out, and I was planning on recording it this past weekend, but to be honest, after seeing all the unrest, the protests, the tear gas, it just didn't feel quite right to come on here and just dive right into discussions about funny talking apes. I know that our one listener isn't looking to this podcast to comment on, well, anything really, especially not racial relations and police brutality, but it weighs heavy on the mind, and I want to say just a couple things. And this is me speaking only for myself, though I know my compatriots on the show would also be quick to speak up for equality, inclusion, and personal safety, perhaps even more so than me. To the people speaking out for equality and justice, bravo, keep speaking out. Please keep the conversation going. Please keep doing whatever you can to help amplify the voices of those in pain. To the people who are perhaps focusing on the rioting, the looting, looking for a third-party interloper to blame for bad behavior, please don't let your displeasure make you deaf to the message. Take some time to consider how desperate a person would have to be in order to stand on the street and risk being beaten, gassed, or shot with rubber bullets. And to those that perhaps feel like this doesn't really apply to you, those who feel they don't need to be involved because they have never done any harm, I would just ask that you take a moment to consider the difference between being not guilty and being innocent. To bring it back to books for a minute, here are some that I've read that I can personally recommend. They might not be your exact cup of tea, you might in fact hate them, but I think you would find them at the very least thought-provoking. Strength to Love by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's a collection of short pieces, sermons that are quick to read but full of insight and challenges and moving ideas. Tears We Cannot Stop by Michael Eric Dyson, a sermon written the last time around when livestream killings were last making the rounds on the internet. It's an impassioned plea coupled with practical advice about how to help, and I recommend the audiobook version. How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kandi. In some ways, it's the story of how the author came to see and deal with his own personal biases, and also a large logical argument about all types of biases, racial, gender, sexual, feeding into one another. Anyway, all I really want to ask of anyone is to have an open mind and an open heart, and thanks for bearing with me. So as I mentioned before, we are in fact back with a new book, and frankly, I'm just as shocked as anyone. But if there's one small positive thing we've been able to wrestle away from this worldwide pandemic, it's that we have a little bit of extra reading time. So ready or not, Chris, other Chris and I are already back with this next book. If this is the first time you're checking in with us, I'll quickly bring you up to speed. RTFB is our book club slash movie review podcast, wherein we read a book that has since been turned into a movie. That's the book club part, where we step through the major plot points and themes, 
Not necessarily recommended if you're using this for book report, but better than nothing. And then we watch and discuss said movie, that's the movie review part, where we compare and contrast the two versions and are very snooty about how much better the book was. This season, by special request, we are covering the book that spawned a dozen movies, Planet of the Apes by Pierre Boulle. I'm going to go ahead and spoil the whole season and say we had a hell of a lot of fun with this one. So let's get into my preliminary chat with the Chris's already in progress. We did a um, virtual happy hour at work because we're so crazy. Oh, man. We are so outrageous and crazy. Like, we can drink at work because we're at home. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we actually, like, drink at my work sometimes. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. It should be that way. Yeah, anyone who wants to participate should be able to do so. At least a little bit or from time to time. Yeah, well, I introduced everyone to the the white trash Russian. Of course. Nice. And and you could see the people that are, like, keyed in on it directly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to try this tonight. Yeah, for for, for the, uh, the one listener at home. (laughs) <laughs> uh that's uh that's what delicious yoohoo and yes you uh, take a yoohoo and then uh-huh. the cheapest vodka you can find of course pop, pop off. off yeah yeah pour that in <laughs> shake it up it's great because uh the yoohoo is delicious mm-hmm. and very sweet so you can put anything mm-hmm. in it really and yeah, yeah. comes in self-contained bottle so you can recap it and take it wherever people are like that guy is kind of childish it worked. That's, Did we? Uh, that's a man on the go. Canada when we're up there. That's right. That's right. Just go around with our. our, our <laughs> they are no, no, surprisingly you, Trust me, it's yeah. fine. I mixed it up yeah. earlier in the day because I knew we were gonna do show and tell with our cocktails. Put it in the fridge. It was, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was great. Although I didn't have any vodka, so I had to use Kahlua and whiskey. But you know, you know, it worked. It's flexible that way. Yeah. That's, that's why it's so good. I lost the thought. It was going to be funny. Oh, well. Um, it probably won't come back. We'll see. We've we've been doing impromptu uh, margaritas, yeah. which are just uh, like limeade and tequila. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That seems to work okay. Yeah. I would agree. That's, I go through all the hassle. Very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what the one guy said his drink was called, but it was like with honey, simple syrup instead mm-hmm. of sugar. So it's like some sort of mead cocktail. I'm like, that's too much hassle. Right. In yeah. the state of state of affairs, like just straightforward. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like my, one of the guys is like, my cocktail is a uh, uh, crown Royal with another dose of crown Royal. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say my, my usual Classic. is, whiskey in a glass <laughs> right mm, mm-hmm. and then a second glass later absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Or, well i, I mean like more I whiskey should... in the same glass <laughs> the last beer of mine mm-hmm. uh, a good old elysian space stuff oh it's an ipa and everything <laughs> so yeah i don't have anything to open it with oh so you just have to look at it well, I mean, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys for forever. Like, know, right? like a full a week. week. Um, well, Crazy. not even a full week. Like, yeah. very nearly. Count and we stopped talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. We're like mm. okay. a couple hours out from a full week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He's still all quarantined and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lame. Yep. Super probably lame. probably got, you know, like another month at least of that. At least. Yep. I'm We're figuring we do. To, supposed to go to St. Louis at the end of May, but now I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. That that is when you have to play by ear. You might be able to, but Yeah. I, don't I mean know. nobody's stopping you. True. I, don't think. I mean, like, I, I feel like fly. Texas and Missouri both are just like, eh. yeah. It's kind of you up can to just your personal it, choice whether travel. you. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to go see family in the quarantine. <laughs> we must go to see family for the weekend that was supposed to be their last day of school. Yeah. <laughs> now it doesn't really even matter. These... Just take their laptops with them; it'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danielle's not even sure if she's going to get to go on her trip in, like, September. Wow. That Why? seems like a little... I think uh, it'll be fine by then for flying. Reactionary, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the people can fly now. I have to think the borders for us will be open again by then. I hope so. So we might all have to wear face masks and shit, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay I, with doing whatever I need to do so I can go live I would rather you again. wear a face mask. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'll, I'll just adopt one from now on. People think I'm, like, super hardcore outside of pandemic time. Like, no, no, he just wears it because I told him to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. All right. But, yeah, I mean, like, as long as that means I can, we can have our good time. Still go, hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'll do it, so. Yeah. I still need to tender my application for the, the new passport. The application yep. is done. I just have to write a check for it, so. You should probably do that. Probably, yeah, do that. Like, this weekend. Right. Yeah, because it might take him longer to process it. Might. Like, you can spend the extra money for a rush job, but you know, you I have am time. Cheap as fuck. So, yep, I did. I spent the extra money for a rush job. <laughs> You'd but be surprised I did how it. quickly it gets done, even when you don't. Just yeah, just put right. put that you know date of travel or whatever on there. They're usually actually pretty good about it if it's like yeah. reasonable. Yeah, because no, I, I did with the rush tickets. job. I got I got mine like in a week and a half, like a week really. Yeah. It was a week from when they told me they processed my application. It okay. arrived in the mail. So, but oh. I did pay for the expedited service. Yeah. So, but you've got your ticket. Just tell them you have to have it by <clears throat> August. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. When I first filled it out, I didn't have tickets yet, but now I do. So I can be like, mm-hmm. right here, sir. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm supposed to go in the middle of May to Louisville to do my global entry in-person onboarding oh. interview, but we'll see if I can still do that or not. That shit's crazy. Yeah, it is. I got it all in, like, right before shit hit the fan, so within a few days, they're like, yeah, you can schedule your appointment, and I'm like, great. Oh, the next one is two months away from now in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, okay. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, if that's not? only a day's drive away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Well. Hopefully just, I can still do that on Go on through that 15. one forest. You'll be there right there. Yeah, yeah, and so then I'm all special, and I get to use special Kia. I'm really yeah. doing it too because I get PSA pre-check right. as well. So. That's the thing. The less and then a the few times I do fly international, it'll be easier to get back into the country. Mm-hmm. It won't take me an hour like the last time. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. Some <laughs> so lady, inconvenient. <laughs> some lady at work was trying to do get that all arranged, like. She was asking for advice about the pre-check and all that stuff, the the global entry, because she was going to go to the Cardinals and Cubs game in London. 
you should see it then. It's only like fifteen dollars more than free tax. Yeah, except there's not baseball, so Well, still get it. <laughs> she might not be it's able good to go, for four yeah. years, so it's valuable right. to have. Right. And like I said again again, you get PSA pre check with it. Mm-hmm. So it really makes sense. Even if you only use it I say even if you only use it once in a four year period for going overseas, it's still worth it because it makes it that much easier yeah. coming back, going for customs even just for the so, pre-check. Keep your shoes yeah. on. I'll pay the money for that for four years. <laughs> Dude, right? It's like 25 bucks a year for that privilege. And I yeah. do fly a couple times a year. Yeah. So it's worth it for that. And then I get a special little ID card. I can take if I ever lose my driver's license. I can still get on a plane. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there was one time we were going on and I think through Orlando, Orlando and they had drug sniffing mm-hmm. dogs. They're like, because there's a dog here. You don't mm-hmm. have to take your shoes off. I'm like, ah, amazing. And we have dogs all the time then? <laughs> I saw I'm tired of taking my shoes off. I didn't have to hassle. Yeah. Dude, I was at... When I left Chicago, they were like, you have to take your shoes off, but you can leave your belt on. I'm like, okay, yeah. thanks. I'm glad I don't have to take my belt off. Sure. Why do I still have to take my <laughs> shoes off? <laughs> like, why are we still doing this one thing to prevent one dude from 20 fucking years ago? Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Like like people said, it's security theater. Right. And if we keep doing it, then we all believe we're safe. <laughs> so it's the magic ritual of getting on an airplane yeah. is taking your shoes off now. Security. I'm convinced instead they, of just getting they... wanded, felt up like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced they just pick a random thing to to hassle me about just to fuck with me. Like you <laughs> know, time. you go through the metal detector, so you take all the metal off of your person, mm-hmm. which my wedding ring is metal, so I. Put it in the thing. They're like, keep your wedding ring on. I'm like, yeah. They're like, come on, sir. Don't abrogate your vows. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, it's, we know what a wedding ring is. Steal it. I'm like, aren't you the security agent? It's it's <laughs> not ferromagnetic, so it's fine. I mean, I guess. yeah. They're like, we're not concerned about your wedding ring, sir. <laughs> I guess. Or like, you know, put your wallet in the thing to send it through. And they're like, we want to put that out there. I'm like, do I? I just do put I that not? in my bag when I'm in line. <laughs> do I not though? Like. I, I try to put a lot of that little shit in my whatever bag I'm using. And it seems like they're always like, the someone's going to steal that. I'm like, who is interacting with it between right now and right there? Two people behind <laughs> you, because we're going to make it take longer for you to get through. I guess. Because some of them have, like, a shared scanner, but, like, for the bag, but two different ones for people, so mm-hmm. one side goes quicker than the other. I'll be honest, I will steal your ring out of spite <laughs> for making me wait. <laughs> Consider this payment. So, so maybe when we leave Canada, you should go laugh. Travis, no. But no one can, none of us can steal your ring. No, because now I have this rubber band ring for when I'm like doing athletic activities oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or traveling. Ooh. It only costs twenty dollars. So that's also yeah. not ferromagnetic. You can just no. have it. I remember getting uh, advertisements for that a lot. I always wanted to. Maybe I'll just get one too. Get the blue yeah. one. Yeah. No one will know I'm not married. <laughs> just put it on your other hand. I could. Yeah. One for each finger. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Be like the Mandarin. Like have the ten Mm -hmm. rings of power. But made of rubber bands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I may be skipping ahead a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But hey, Chris. Yeah. Why are we doing this book? Because I love it. Because it's like one of your favorite things, right? This is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. 
the movie and the book. I read the book for the first time 24 years ago. So we're going to find out how much your opinion has changed on it when you read it now. Yes. And the (laughs) fact that I barely remember any of it. Not as good as I remember. And back then, the only way I could get it was at the library. The copy was from the 60s. Because it was out of print. Yeah. And whatnot. It's gone been printed again since then, but that that was a while ago. Sure. Um but yeah, I lo- really loved Planet of the Apes at that age. I still enjoy the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh I said my least favorite movie is the Mark Wahlberg one. But the <laughs> ending of it is the uh, one out of all well, of them so far that's been most similar to the book. Tread carefully. The book's ending. But even oh, that's still different. Spoilers. Uh, Tread carefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, the book is outside of some character names uh-huh. and some basic stuff is pretty different from how they ended up making the movies, just due to yeah. budgetary issues. Because I think it, who made it was I think it's Fox made the movies or whatever. They didn't have the budget to put in this little sci-fi movie yeah. to uh, follow the book more closely, mm-hmm. um, and they decided to just go off on some different theming and whatnot, as I recall. Well, but it still ended up being a, a late 60s sci-fi, I would say masterpiece. I'm not sure if everyone agrees with me. <laughs> but if people well, can we, get we beyond the... We all know one the, person who won't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> but if we can get beyond the, the what's now bad makeup, <laughs> even though it's good makeup for the late 60s, yeah. good special effects for then, it does have some very compelling themes and whatnot that I feel are still uh, relevant and important today and that's what the book was trying to do the book was supposed to kind of be a critique of mid 20th century western culture mm-hmm. to a degree uh shown through a lens of a ape society instead of a human one well, we'll see how well they do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. it involves some science concepts science stuff related to like relativity and whatnot traveling at light speed mm-hmm. which they explain uh, I do remember the early chapters being kind of boring, but I was also 13. Uh-huh. There you go. So we'll see if it's still boring or not to 37-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how I'm going to feel about it reading it again so many years later. Right. And uh, and whatnot, and seeing what what sticks out to me again and what connections I make. It'll be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting ride. I think we're gonna enjoy it. And uh, I'm glad we get to do this one. I'm really yeah. stoked for it. Yeah, it should be good. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good. You say mm-hmm. it's amazing, so. 13-year-old <laughs> you thinks it's amazing. Yep. 13-year-old Chris says it's great. So, so. I'm, and, and the fun I, fact is the author is the same guy who wrote the book, The Bridge on the River Kwai, right. that they then made the movie off of. So that's what we're doing next. So. <laughs> <laughs> Another no, Pierre. No, so Ooh, fair warning, if classic. this book is terrible, you're off. Like, <laughs> I'll just start my own podcast then. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you, you got Shit. me a microphone. Shit, oh. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Set him up to foil me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, if we were going to do that, I would have been off after scary stories, so. <laughs> what? That was, no. No. I don't no. believe that at all. Doctor Sleep was pretty fun. That's true. Together. <laughs> um. So again, I mean, at this point, I don't know if these are necessary, but I wanted to do some getting to know you questions. Okay. Oh, 
So, since this is like one of your favorite things, mm -hmm. tell me about one of your favorite things that people are surprised you know so goddamn much about. Uh, Something like, why would this guy know so much about this thing? <laughs> As an example, um, yeah, like when people find out that I know so much about Sophia the First, they're like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> You're just a huge Tim Gunn fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, the most recent one where that happened was uh, I started watching Highlander the series with my the, the Belching roommate. <laughs> and I just kept telling him all this information from the same similar time period from uh -huh. when I did Planet of the Apes about all this shit. And he's like, man, how do you know so much about this? And like, I watched a lot of it as a kid and I was obsessed uh -huh. with it. Uh -huh. I remember it. I don't know. So, uh -huh. And I was surprised at how much I recalled from it. Yeah. Talking about different characters and concepts. Mm -hmm. But it's still not very good. For, because it's from 1992. Oh, no. None of the seasons so. are very good. Just some are more <laughs> enjoyable than the others. The later ones were fine for Teenage Mutant for the late yeah. 90s. <laughs> so the same person who liked Planet of the Apes, the novel. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, red flag. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's still enjoyable. I, but I didn't care for the first season back then either as much. Yeah. It wasn't as fun to, to like, 12-year-old me. No. So. I'm with you, though. Highlander, the TV show, is a special kind of thing. It is. Yeah. And it gets fun, I think, Dunk when they add the in more characters. Like, when Misa comes in, they talk about his art. Uh -huh. All that kind of stuff. Man, why do you know so much about this? Because <laughs> I was obsessed <laughs> with it. Just like Star Wars and Planet yeah. of the Apes back then. Yeah. A lot of sci-fi stuff and ancient Egypt. Yes. So. My uh. favorite thing about Highlander, the TV show, is we watched it through netflix back when that was just dvds mm -hmm. we had a lot of extra time in college mm -hmm. so we watched all of the episodes and all the commentary that we could wow oh, nice <laughs> and i distinctly That's remember an episode where he's driving some cool car gets hit by a truck and some crazy like special effect comes in and the commentary the guy's like i'm really sorry about this like we could have done way better <laughs> this is pretty terrible <laughs> <laughs> yes vindication <laughs> Like, well, at least he's honest with himself. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bad week for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go with something. Got to make it to air, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Deadlines. <laughs> Somebody drank too much and was going to miss their deadline. Right. <laughs> All right. Other Chris? Uh, I guess, uh, like, etymology or language. Et entomology? Mm -hmm. No, no. Etymology. etymology, like like yes. word the, the, word origins. Yeah, uh -huh. people. I don't know. Like anytime people find out about it, they're like, "Wait, aren't you like a technical person, a programmer? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't you study math or something? Like, why is this? Uh, why is this an interest?" So yeah, that's, how is it yeah. not an interest? Well, a lot of people, people uh, unsurprisingly, are not very interested. Like, that's <laughs> but they what go I around found. bitching about spelling all the time. I'm like, that's how you find out. Mm -hmm. It's like... Because <laughs> it's an yeah, old word. Going, going on at length about the origins of words <laughs> is a, a great way to watch people like just lose interest. <laughs> <laughs> like just just well, watch the life drain out of their faces. I'm like I would I don't, right I don't there know why. You. Like it's I'd it's so interesting it. to me. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yep. Like some people need to like, know why you shouldn't be calling yourself polyamorous. Like you just don't mix those two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't people have a problem with that. 
<laughs> like like uh i i feel that that's a, a creative use of like multiple sources of things but it's you know no the the it's it's just like you you get deep into like oh all of the different uh time periods of like the borrowings of chinese into japanese yeah. or like uh-huh. uh fascinating like how how uh you know we took it's similar to how in english we took words from latin and words from old french and words from modern french and they all have mm-hmm. different pronunciations but similar roots somehow uh-huh. exactly anyway i can i can see that uh, <laughs> one of you is already losing interest so not me let's let's move not on. me my friend to continue do <laughs> say more people in the nearby area who can't even hear you are kind of like oh no, they're right. not. <laughs> they have a vague feeling of dissatisfaction yeah. with you are something. Wrong. Do they people don't know seriously what it is. not want to understand something is boring it? somewhere? <laughs> like, does it feel boring feel like... over there to you? <laughs> I feel like my whole life, I've always, outside of like being around guys, I've always been the only one who just wants to know more. Yeah. And I was like, how come the rest of you aren't going? Why is it like that? Yeah. Right. Don't you want to know more shit? And people are like. Well, you're no. boring. No. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're plain. I don't want to hang with you. <laughs> like, how could you not want to know shit? Like delve more into stuff and understand why things are the way yes. they are. But apparently, people don't. I'm like, you all disappoint me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All those people who didn't it's... watch the Highlander commentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even I haven't seen the Highlander commentary. So there you go, Trav. Oh. It was worth it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it is worth it. Hear Adrian Paul pipe in every now and then. I'm like, yeah, I had to like do a whole bunch of shit here. <laughs> like we started running out of time periods that could be distinctly depicted through costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we just started making up more shit. But see, like they needed to to get someone like other Chris on board to be like, if this guy really lived this long, like he should talk more like this. He definitely shouldn't have a Scottish accent. No. Well, thankfully he doesn't. Because <laughs> I'm listening like, you are not a McLeod, my friend. But neither is, a, neither is the original one, Connor. The Frenchman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who had a uh, Scottish guy come play a Spanish guy to teach him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Accents yep. are not their strong suit. No. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's part mm-hmm. of the fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Adrian Paul apparently is Italian, so. Uh, that makes That's, sense, yeah. oddly enough. Yeah. Well, he has yeah. Italian heritage. He looks like it. Yeah. And his first name is Adrian. <laughs> right. I feel like that's usually less of an English stock there. Right. So. Right. Well. Uh, I guess I'm hard pressed to to come up with something, but uh, I guess the thing that people are surprised is how much I know about the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. But this is only if they don't know my wife beforehand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was going to say I am not surprised. No, no. Well, you guys don't count. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Danielle's friend came in town a couple of months ago to go to a uh, was it a Backstreet Boys concert? I guess it was. <laughs> Some boy band, I forget. You're already probably like... New Kids on the Block, maybe? I don't know. I think it was New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I don't know. She went with all her girlfriends or whatever, but I made them a special boy band exclusive playlist from when we were driving around town. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, how come you know all the words to all these songs? I'm like, The Call by Backstreet Boys is an amazing song. Shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> they got a couple bangers in there. So, yeah. yep. Can you name all of them? Name all of them? All no. of the boys? All of the boys? No. Yeah. No. Oh. One of them has become Aaron's brother because I know that Aaron Carter is his brother, but I don't right remember on. what his name is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I have to think of him that way. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think is Howie D in that band or NSYNC. I don't know. Who are you asking? What's just the one Timberlake was in? That was NSYNC. Okay. I feel like that was the better one then. Yes. I think Howie D is. Just be my opinion though. I know there's a Brian. There's a Brian. Okay. There's a Brian because Daniel has like a word cloud T-shirt with a bunch of Backstreet Boys themed words, and on her right tit it says "Try Brian." Tribe. <laughs> they're two different word cloud features but they combine to say try brian i'm like hmm, okay i shall thanks for the recommendation i'll keep yeah. that in mind so i would yeah. say that or just general like uh knowledge of cartoon voice actors okay mm-hmm. yeah especially the the, the the guys who are in everything like rob paulson maurice mm-hmm. lamarche yeah maurice or billy west or yeah, mm-hmm. Tara Strong or yes, yeah, Makes sense. or the guy who I can uh, Jim Cumming, mm. who's like half of the Winnie the Pooh cast. And <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So sounds familiar. Uh, it's weird that uh, even though they're using different voices, it's sometimes easy to recognize. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My it's my dad sent me a. Uh, uh, Sorry, my dad sent me a video recently that was like a jazz rendition of the Pinky and the Brain theme song. <laughs> and like Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche are just like hanging out in the background. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then, and then, uh, and then like later on, they start talking. And my dad was like, I was wondering why these two random guys were just hanging out in this video. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You don't recognize Rob Paulson and Maurice yeah. LaMarche by sight? Like, yeah. you don't know what they look like? <laughs> no. His name is Doesn't Robert everyone? Paulson. <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson, dad. Mm-hmm. Jeez, jeez. Oh, yeah. Glad I yeah. did. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's also why I randomly know so much about My Little Pony. Friendship is magic, but that's mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. story. Of course. Um, okay. Um, that's fair. Which sidebar? So we were watching Ducktales the other day, mm-hmm. um, which also has a really good vocal cast, by the way. But uh, there was an episode where they had to play some sort of like. They had some sort of Outlander thing where they went through some stones and got transported to a mystical world, mm-hmm. but then they had to play golf when it came oh. with golf to get out. And they uh. had um, Kelpies that were like their sort of guys, played mm-hmm. by two of the voice actors from My Little Pony, playing oh. versions of like yeah, I guess it was uh, Fluttershy and Twilight mm-hmm. Sparkle, but they're Kelpies, so they were constantly trying to lure them into the ocean and drown them. Right. <laughs> right. Which was pretty amazing. So it's a great running gag. But That's anyway. a lot different than the DuckTales of our youth. <laughs> sidebar to the sidebar. Oh, we watched mm-hmm. the old DuckTales today. 
And the kids were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, true DuckTales, that's what it is. Like, I recognize these people, but they sound weird, and they look weird. <laughs> the animation is like, No, no, that was the animation of, my, of our youth. I'm like, you shut your mouth. That's <laughs> like, this is the, yeah. That's Rocket like, J. Squirrel proper... you're listening to right there. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the children, this is the proper animation for all these characters. Hokey Smokes. Yours kids. is the that's abomination. <laughs> anyway anyhow mm-hmm. so uh i guess more about the book right oh mm-hmm. yeah that's what we're here to talk about we like to talk about books yeah. and stuff books um so first of all the author pierre boule we yeah. boule 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 i don't know you're the french boule. speaker boule. I'm, I'm i'm gonna say boule. Boule. It i've always like said boule like ball Mm-hmm. Um, Boulle. Uh, yeah, Boulle. Born in 1912 in Avignon. Oh. Avignon. But also was some sort of like secret spy Whoa. in World War II in Singapore. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And then he was, you know, taken prisoner and had forced to go into a labor camp. Right. That's <laughs> like, you could I, do the, I, the one book on the Kwai. Right. That's what I was going to say. He's like, I will mm-hmm. turn this into something valuable and wrote Bridge Over the River Kwai. And uh, after he broke out, well, not broke out, but after the war, returned to the exciting industry of rubber. Oh, <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, and while researching him, I found this random Wikipedia note. Mm-hmm. While he was in Paris, he was too poor to afford his own flat, so he lived in a hotel. Oh. That's cheaper? That was cheaper back then? I guess it is Paris, so everything's expensive to buy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper back in the day to live in hotels. I mean, maybe they're being very loose on their definition of hotel. Well, didn't a whole bunch of people live in the Chelsea in like the 50s and the 60s who were like famous starving artists? I don't know. Maybe he just got an extra room or something. Maybe. If it wasn't sold out like on Priceline. A large closet. (laughs) They gave him a large closet he could... Sat by the the furnace or whatever. He had a cot behind the desk. Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. But he lived all the way till 1994. And really? died just three weeks before his birthday when he was 80-whatever. Oh. Wow. 80 math. I didn't think he lived that long. <laughs> Apparently so. Huh. So this him. book, La Planète des Sanges, mm. was written in 1963 and mm-hmm. was first translated in 1964 as Monkey Planet. In the Monkey UK, Planet. That's which terrible. I like better. <laughs> I don't. It's a better because they're not monkeys. It's more direct, yes. Yeah, but they're not monkeys. It perpetuates the monkey ape mix-up. Yeah, but it's not. They're the title. not the same. Yeah, but Sash. I know, but his title ape. was therefore wrong. <laughs> you tell. You'll have first. to take it up with the dead guy. <laughs> it's just flat out wrong. Planet of the Apes is better because they are apes. Apes and monkeys are not the same type of simian. Monkeys are smaller to, uh, and dumber, and they have tails, whereas apes mm-hmm. do not. We're going to have to get this in the original French now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they translated the species, too. Oh, well, uh, maybe they were all Sanche. Still incorrect for what they're doing. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was inspired seeing how human all the apes in the zoo were, so he's like, I will write a book. Mm-hmm. Or he was French, so, je vais écrire... Okay. <laughs> Sur les He was at the zoo. Ani Cote Huh? 
Ani Kotev Sefer. I will write a book uh, in Hebrew. Oh. Oh. Um, so, but I guess I assumed that there were like a whole series of books that he wrote because there's so many movies and iterations, but no. No, just, just, one. just, just the this, one. Just the one. Yeah. And everyone's like, great idea, dude. Thanks for that. We're just going to run with it. So. Yep. They built the whole mythos and lore off of the movies. And yeah. he just put his feet up and wrote it yeah. all yep. the way to his grave. Yeah. That is check. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have no idea. Did he write anything else? Uh, he Probably did, in French. But, uh, do I still have this pulled up on Wikipedia over here? I guess the photograph was turned into a movie also. Hmm. Oh. Le jeu d'esprit. L'énergie d'espoir. It's very French. Very, very French. <laughs> <laughs> and he even had some short stories and nonfiction stuff. Oh. Yeah, about Siam. And, All right. Uh, Better known as Thailand today, kid, uh, kiddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote memoirs and stuff in the 90s, so yeah, it was fine. Okay. Was Very cool. Yeah. So he kept busy. Things. It wasn't all just right. two things, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he was very French about it. It was like, ugh, these guys just only want to talk about monkeys. I wrote all this other shit, too. Like, come Yeah, on. right. No, I mean, he, he probably was like, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> I write what I want. Stupid Americans and all that. I, I write what books. I want. I don't care if anyone reads it. <laughs> Whatever. <Je m'en> fou. <laughs> he may have cared. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he wrote other stuff. But uh, this book in particular had a lot of critical acclaim when it came out. Yes. And, and so did the movie. And they even mm-hmm. made five more. They did. And a TV I show. I owned them all. Yeah, TV show is one. And then a, a remake. And then they're like, James Franco needs work. Get him in on this. Like, yeah. Let's go. His tr- that trilogy with, with, with his teaser is actually okay. I haven't seen it. I, I have all of them. I've seen them all. <laughs> they're modern. A little action-y. Yeah. But it's a very nice arc of the lifetime story of the remade lifetime story of Caesar. Wait, the progenitor of the ape is... culture. The time of Caesar's life, or a lifetime version of Caesar. <laughs> either one is awesome. Yeah, I watched the second one definitely. <laughs> the movies cover Caesar's okay. life. Okay. So, and he's an important character in the uh, the ape movie world because he's the huh? the founder of ape wait, society. Wait, are you spoiling things already? Nothing that we're going to see unless we plan to watch all of the movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was enough. already portrayed so in the original set of five movies. You see Caesar in he's born in the third one mm-hmm. of characters we will meet in the first movie, and he's the main character in the fourth and fifth because he's the one that found the after human society collapsed originally due to nuclear war, and then the reboot it's due to uh. A genetically modified virus Uh-oh. that wipes out most of the Earth. So you are so, getting to spoilers. So, so that's why those <laughs> apes at the zoo are looking all smug now. Well, they got smarter from this thing. It was supposed to originally help Alzheimer's patients, and it got out of hand. It made all the apes smarter, and it killed a lot of humans. What has hmm. science done? <laughs> kind of. No, I think the pandas are in on it. But... Did you hear the pandas are fucking again? Like... I they are. The minute nobody's around. Like that's why time. James James Franco was working on in his movie was that particular cure. 
and he got into Caesar's mom, and then he's wow. born, and he raises. <laughs> That's why okay. he's smart, but he can't talk yet. But that gets in the movies, and they can talk later. But they found Ape Society in the movies in his I'm art have to cut all of this out. <laughs> why? No one's gonna. Nobody's watched these movies except for me. And you guys didn't watch them either, so. <laughs> But so. it's really good. I I like the new ones for that art. You have to watch them as, hey, this is Caesar. This is how this is getting started. It's not uh-huh. directly the old shit. It sets up a possible future for that if they want to be tweaked again. Right, right. But it's kind of helped flush out how they got started. Yeah, I like them. I enjoy them. They're good. Yeah, they're actiony. They're modern, but they still have the some of the heart and soul of the original movies by dealing. with very human concepts about you know how we see ourselves and how we react to threats to our identity and what we do different ways we can react to when things we believe in are threatened that kind of stuff right it's things Always to keep in mind that. while we're reading yeah yeah humanity what <laughs> Remember, is it uh we are <laughs> ape dressed up in suit that's what humanity is <laughs> and keep that in mind when you read this one too all right. I haven't had to wear a so. suit in several weeks because you work from home. Right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. We are apes who live in fancy caves and wear clothes. We so. All right. Who wow. believe we're more than that, which we can be at times. Our core being is we are very fancy. Yeah. So, Chris is like fully invested and he's I, read I it that. and seen it. Other Chris. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen these movies? Have you read anything about it? Uh, so I I saw the original like a really long time ago because yeah. this is it's it's one of those like sci-fi rites of passage, I guess, when you're a mm-hmm. certain age. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh and you know, it's one of those things that was referenced all the time in pop culture. Right. That right. like you kind of have to be aware of, I suppose. Like right. I, I think my first exposure to Planet of the Apes was actually like the end of Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. like, uh, like that was that was uh, me not getting a joke and having to have that explained <laughs> mm-hmm. to me, and then being like, I guess I need to see this movie. Yeah. Yep. So I, I watched it eventually, and uh, I, I saw the uh, the Marky Mark version. Uh-huh. Um, that was fine. And was it? I. I well, the I mean, makeup's you know, really good in it. It was a uh, it it was a movie. It sure it was. was a movie. It, it was definitely a movie. <laughs> if you um, divorce it from the rest of the Planet of the Apes, it's a fine, strange sci-fi movie by Timber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm 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 betting this is going to be some like some '60s sci-fi, and I'm always down mm-hmm. for like a '60s sci-fi book. So uh-huh. I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've I've not read it. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so um, probably the most I've seen about it is there's that one episode of Simpsons where they do the Planet of the Apes (laughs) musical. That one's fantastic. (laughs) So I feel like there's jokes I'm going to get more. Yes, Yes, you will. (laughs) And I also saw the Marky Mark version, but it's been years and i saw it one time and i wasn't paying that close attention so right once maybe twice is enough yeah i mean i question whether we even address like is this gonna can this still be considered a twist ending in this book right if probably everyone realizes what the ending is but maybe Maybe not that it's from this book (laughs) 
Don't say anything. Okay. You'll find out. I'll cut it out. (laughs) You'll find out. I'll cut it out. You will get to discover this for yourself. (laughs) I'll I'll film Danielle to see if she's shocked by it. (laughs) Oh, wait. That was that dude? (laughs) Yes, it was. Right. Yes. Oh, Um, yeah. We'll get to see some vintage Prime Charlton Heston performance. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to be very excited when he says the thing. I'll be like, ah. Right. Yeah. He says <laughs> a few apes. things we've heard for a long time. Yeah. 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 <sighs> He'll be like, out of my cold, dead hand. Wait, no. It's a, <laughs> oh, <wait. guy>. mm. <laughs> a different guy. Sadly, we could do that today. He's been deceased for a while. Oddly enough, at that time, I wanted to join the NRA for like a year solely so I could get that, like, laser etched signature on a bullet you could get when you joined up when he was president. I'm like, that would be cool to have. This Charlton Heston on this, like, silver bullet. Cool. And then that would have been it. I wouldn't have thought yeah. about it at all for the rest of my life. But, hey, I have this this now kind of maybe rare collectible of Charlton Heston. Yeah. Weird. I didn't yeah. jump on that, so I don't have one, sadly. I'd have to find it on eBay. Probably a lot more than this. <laughs> Fourteen ninety nine. It would have been back then. <laughs> um, that story is great. It would make it amazing. As if you're like, I signed up to get the bullet so I could shoot him with it, <laughs> and then pried a new one out of his cold dead hand. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be very get. different if that's what had happened. This bullet had your you, name on it all along, sir. Oh, <laughs> you would have never known me because I would have been in prison. <laughs> but it would have been a great story. Yes. It would have. Yeah, you may have talked about me on your own. Like, remember that one guy who shot Charlton Heston with his own autographed bullet? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Talk about firing it from his cold, dead hands. Yeah. He sold his ancient coin collection for a legal defense fund. Yep. Got him life with possibility parole. It was pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm sharing other Chris's uh, expectations here, like, kind of thumbing through the book to figure out where the chapter breaks were and everything. Mm-hmm. It does definitely have that same sort of vibe from like 2001 or any other mm-hmm. like 60s sci-fi type thing. I'm like, this will definitely. be funny. It'll be quite enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be so. some science-y techno babble, maybe some high, high concept things, and it'll be good. Yeah. Yes. This is my expectation of it. A reasonable expectation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the, the movie I also expect will be cheesy. <laughs> dated. In some ways, it'll be dated. Yeah, dated for sure, but uh, enjoyable still. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I still get stuff out of it when I watch it, but I have certain <laughs> tinted lenses for it. Yeah, but so I'm going to be intrigued to see what other people. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And then, so Doctor Zayas is in this one, right? In this movie, yeah. I okay. don't think he's a character in the book, but I could be wrong. Okay, because when he comes on, I'll be like, ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have to be, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> oh, 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 Dr. Zayas. And my wife will be uh, annoyed, but I will laugh. <laughs> yep. But I don't know. He may be a character. I don't think he's a character in the book, but he might be. Yeah. Some of the characters, some of the eight characters are in the book, but they're, of course, different. Yeah. But the main guy is French. He's not Charlton Heston. Oh. That's the, that's the downside. A French guy <laughs> writing about a French guy. Right. Well, Who would have thought? The, right, the audacity. Yeah, totally. 
He'll be a little bit more spiky in my imagination. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. And even if he's not actually smoking, I'll picture him smoking. Oh, you or like to. occasionally spitting on the ground in front of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to picture him all the time. There's a cigarette either hanging out the corner of his mouth uh-huh. or in his fingers. Whether I mean, he's it was smoking also it or the not, 60s, it's just there. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but not in this book it wasn't. It was, what, this atmosphere. 20, well, but 60s future is still the 60s. Guess yeah, like like it's all so, still smoking. It's fine. I have to give like, you a spoiler. The ape society is very much like the society the astronaut knew. So what? Okay, there we go. It's very like. Oh man. Yes. All right. Well, more so than the movie was. I can't even read this book now. It's ruined. I know. It's totally ruined. <laughs> all right. It. It's a big surprise. Everyone, turn off your. <laughs> <laughs> Turn, stop playing, like, stop rewind, fast yep. forward. Damn you, you, Chris. You won't miss anything. Let's pick Damn a new book and start from the beginning. <laughs> Throw it all out. Yep, all of it. it. Yep. Spoil it, you bastard. Remember, at 46, 47 seconds, you need to rewind three minutes, or fast forward, and then fast forward five, and you'll miss this whole conversation, and it'll be like it never happened. Oh, no, I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So once other Chris started talking about linguistics and stuff. It was <laughs> no, that's when it got good. <laughs> oh man! So I was looking at the the page breaks and everything. Mm-hmm. So we got three different parts. Okay. Part one is in my version like fifty five pages, and okay. the other two parts are just close to forty. So do we want to try to split this in two? I'm okay with whatever. Okay. Yeah. So let's do the first 20 chapters. Okay. So that takes me up to page 67 in my book, but my version is very tiny print and like no margins to speak of. So it could be very different in your version. Mm-hmm. I expect so. But read through chapter 20. Okay. To the end of chapter 20. All the yeah. way through it. All yes. the way through chapter 20. If you 20. hit 21, you've gone too you've gone far. Too far. Double Wait, back. if I if I hit 21 or if I yes. read 21? You should If you get to either, 21, for sure. If you read 21, you you've read too much. Right. You'll have spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> for yourself. Okay. You'll find out that Nova was actually a Chevy Nova the whole time. Right. Oh. <laughs> Oh man! I know, right? Seriously, why are we even reading this? Like, I know too much. You know too much now. It's over. Too much. It's actually oh, no. the foundation of the Cars universe. <laughs> oh my God! What if it was? That would make complete sense. <laughs> what? Oh man! The transfer of the spirit of all of humanity. <laughs> right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's just like in yeah. Westworld, except with cars. Yep. Whoa. 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 I haven't been watching I have sort of been watching it. Nope. I was going to watch it with Matt and with sister-in-law. We've all watched the first season. We hadn't seen season two, so we're going to wa- try to watch all that before season three. Yeah. We watched like four episodes of season one to refresh, and we haven't watched it before yet. And I'm like, mm. maybe I should just watch some season three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can all watch just it together again it. later. It's fine. Yeah. Season yeah. two, I mean, I don't know. I don't but think I own them out too much. You could, you could figure I've it out. I've seen them both. Yeah. 
I just haven't watched it in season three yet. I own the first two seasons on that four K. Oh. So I'll probably buy the third one too. Keep it yeah. up. Mm. I liked season one a lot. Yeah. Although I took way too long to be like, oh wait a minute, this is out of order. <laughs> mm. Again, I'm yeah. very slow on the uptake for these kind of things. <laughs> especially if I can't watch it back to back. Well, so. I mean, honestly, watching it, they really tried to make, especially first, at first, make you not realize that. Okay. Right. So that could they, be that reveal at the end of the season that that was out of order. But yeah, half of what you were seeing took place the like other thirty guy. years ago. Yeah, that was supposed to be a big reveal, which it was. That yeah. was that Although dude? I started oh, kind man. of guessing it. You know, you start to kind of think maybe there was something like that going on. Yeah. But then they confirm it. And you're like, oh my god, awesome! Right. Yeah. And then, and then now watching that, I'm just like, hee hee hee! I know this is like 30, 40 years ago now. Uh-huh. What? Well, in season two, they kind of did it as a middle finger because you find out the guy's like, I'm just going to scramble my memories. Yeah. Fuck you, audience. Like, there's yeah. no reason for it. Yep. <laughs> there's no dramatic reason except to confuse you. But yeah, it doesn't help that I usually see like the first 15 minutes and then the last five minutes of every episode because I fall asleep <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> that definitely yeah, doesn't that doesn't help, help you very much. <laughs> I get riveted. Like when Chris starts talking about etymology, I just like tune right oh, in. Oh man. <laughs> if you can so talk about etymology and about murder sex that. robots at the same time. <laughs> yep. I bet I could. Yeah. But you probably totally could. Give give me a day to think about it. I'm sure there's a very specific <laughs> manga term for murder sex robots. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so uh it's not been too long since we talked about this last, but is there anything new keeping you guys entertained? Uh, I filed my taxes this week so I can get my $1,200. Oh, that's Woo! a good reminder. From the government. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard they're trying to speed that up. Now, if you did it in 2018, you'll, you'll get But I didn't do mine last year, so that's why I have to do it this year. <laughs> hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah I heard that, that we don't have good. to turn our taxes in at the same time. I'm like, so I will not. Yeah, no, that's basically you, it. Yeah, yeah, if you filed your stuff last year like a good American like me. So this is a public service announcement for people that will be uh, too yeah. late by the time they hear it. <laughs> and even if you don't normally file your taxes, still Whoa, try to do a, a very simple <laughs> return. My computer's well, making noises, sorry. Oh. I accidentally yeah, if you don't, something. If you don't make a certain amount, I think it's like $10,000, you don't have to file a return. Yeah. Like when I was a student, just do it anyway so you get your money. No, you should do uh, it. It's but it made me feel a little accomplished because I hate doing that kind of shit, but I still did it anyway. Right. So otherwise it's same old, same old, still animal crossing it. Yeah. I fucking hate this bunny day crap because of everything <laughs> I dig up is a fucking egg. <laughs> everything. So lucky you're I'm like all the that. fish, I'm like, oh it's a big fish. Oh, it's a fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> so all those memes out there you see those little comic memes are completely true. It's so... way too many eggs. Have you got a C plus bass already or no? No. No. I don't even I've, know where to find I've gotten there. a bunch of those. Yeah. I don't know if I have a uh Oh wait, maybe I did get a C plus. I'm like but... two days away, gentlemen. Like Easter Bunny's <laughs> gonna be here and then I can play. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'll just send you my friend code. I you will. Got a... I think I'm Because if you did I, I already did lost it, so oh. I've been playing some Skyrim. <laughs> um left side Chris. <laughs> Wait, is that me? That's you. Yeah, that's okay. you. Okay. Uh yeah, no. Um well, A, um 
all of the good Die Hard movies just got on uh, HBO. Ooh, uh, good show. So, uh, so we've been working our way through those. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that process, uh, wa- watching these movies again. And because uh, I, I had planned on actually watching all of them over Christmas. Uh-huh. You know, because that would make yeah, sense. That makes sense. Um, but uh, that that didn't happen for various reasons. But uh, now we have, uh, the, you know, the the sort of fortunate turn of events where they showed yeah. up on HBO. So we're we're working yeah. our way through them. Nice. Um, and also, uh, new uh, new episodes of Terrace House on Netflix. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. <laughs> so that's super exciting. We've oh, been yeah. watching. I we've been watching that. that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I feel like I haven't had a chance to do much, but I did finish the uh, Order of Time by Carlo. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Overall, I liked it. Okay. Although, uh, I don't know. It he did a good job of kind of balancing the weird science theory with, you know, more not necessarily understandable, but more emotional, artistic expressions of time and how it works but mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that i just did not quite follow along on like basically the whole book was like how he was going through and disproving that time is a constant thing since there's so many different situations where it could be different mm-hmm. yeah on like what speed you're traveling or how close you are to a really heavy gravitational field or yeah mm-hmm. or whatever and uh that was all fine but I wanted it to build to more of a sort of conclusion mm-hmm. instead of just like, well, pff, we don't know. Um, <laughs> well, and there was a lot of things where he's like, really, there's no time. There's only entropy. And because of entropy, uh-huh. then we can reverse solve for time, but it doesn't really exist. Like, at least that's how I understood it. So mm. makes me sad, but it was not overly uh, involved. So it didn't take forever to read. Didn't mm-hmm. overstay its welcome, and there's some interesting things that you could dig into more afterwards if one mm-hmm. or another concept was interesting. So that was all fine. All um, right. And I got back to another book I had started, but put on the shelf for a while called "The Soul of an Octopus" by ah. Montgomery, uh-huh. which I just picked up on a whim from Barnes and Noble. But it's basically talking about uh, a lady forming a relationship with an octopus but not like in the uh like uh shape of water type of way right like like a professional relationship with some octopus oh okay yeah and it's a lot of a a crucial difference yeah basically just kind of hanging out at an aquarium in i think it was boston Mm -hmm. wow uh i forget it's been a long time since i read the first part but where it established where she was but it's uh, interesting, not only for learning things about octopuses, but also the different people that are in the aquarium and learning about mm. them and the the weird sort of uh, life cycles of octopuses. Like, they lay eggs cool. and then they probably are going to die. Mm. Uh, that yeah. makes me sad a little bit. Yeah. Don't lay eggs, octopi. Don't do it. Well, You'll die. <laughs> and then if they lay eggs and they're not fertilized, then they still have them and then they still die. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yikes. That's kind of sad. but Very much so. Still interesting. Talks a lot about the different stuff they can do with their suckers and things. Hmm. I didn't realize they tasted out. with them. Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Huh. Basically, they're tasting you if they put their suckers on you. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, that was our session for today. As a reminder, if you're planning on reading along, your assignment is to read through chapter 20. Stop once you hit chapter 21. As always, when I listen back to these recordings during the editing process, I always hear one or two things I either didn't quite mean or maybe was said in haste or could be misconstrued. I feel we should visit, if only briefly, to make apologies. With that in mind, it's now time for a few on-second thoughts. A thousand apologies to all my French teachers throughout the years. You would think by now I would have figured out how to at least do an excusable version of a French accent, but I don't know. It's never really happened, and it certainly wasn't on display here. Je suis désolé, Madame Zed. To Kevin, AJ, Howie, Brian, and Aaron's brother, there's only five of you. I should probably know all your names by now. I'm also sorry that we won't be able to see you in August like we were supposed to, since the BSB tour is on hold for COVID, but I'm sure we'll be there whenever you next roll through town. P.S. Please do get another boyfriend and trust me more often. Larger than life is all well and good, but I need more deep cuts. Thank you. Today's episode was inspired by observing apes at the local zoo with thanks to Chris Chrisham. Chris, other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Stephen King wrote a book called The Institute. It's about an institute. I, I bet it's about an institute. Yeah. It's like if Carrie went, if there were a bunch of Carries and they had to go to an institute, but then it's bad things happened. Oh, this is in the New York Xavier. Times 100 Notable <laughs> Books of 2019 selection. Apparently, it's pretty oh. new. Oh. In the middle of the night, in a house on Quiet Street, suburban Minneapolis, intruders silently murder Luke Ellis's parents and load him into a black SUV. Minneapolis. The operation takes less than two minutes. It's not in Maine. <laughs> yeah, so are they taking him to Maine then? <laughs> Maybe. Does For Luke sure. wake up at the Institute in a room that looks just like his own, except there's no window? And outside his door are other doors, behind which are other kids with special talents, mm-hmm. telekinesis and telepathy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who got mm-hmm. to this place the same way Luke did. Alicia, Nick, George, Iris, Peniel to Avery Dixon. They're all in front half. Others, Luke learns, graduated to back half. Like the Roche Motel, Felicia says, check in, but you don't check out. In this most <laughs> sinister of institutions, the director, Mrs. Sigsby, and her staff are oh. ruthlessly dedicated to extracting from these children the force of their extra-normal gifts. There are no scruples here. If you go along, you get tokens for the vending machine. If you don't, punishment is brutal. Mm. As each new victim disappears to back half, wait, Luke wait, becomes what? more and more desperate to get out and get help. But no one here ever escaped from the Institute. As psychically terrifying as Firestarter, with the spectacular kid power of it, the Institute is Stephen King's <laughs> gut-wrenchingly dramatic story of good versus evil in a world where the good guys don't always win. In a Wait, world. I have, mm-hmm. I have questions. Like, what kind of yeah. stuff's in the vending machine? Yeah. I mean, how good is it, right? A freaking soda. Is it Kill bugles? each other for a soda, probably. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a 20-year-old bag of bugles. <laughs>
Tom's peanut butter crackers? An original <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. It's, it's <laughs> or just, your choice of original Surge. It's it's just zero bars. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Nature Valley crumble biscuits. <laughs> Ooh, name checking Delta. Here's an excerpt. Half an hour after Tim Jameson's Delta flight scheduled to leave Tampa for the bright lights and tall buildings of New York, it was still parked at the gate. When a Delta agent and a blonde woman with a security badge hanging around her neck re-entered the cabin, they were unhappy. Are you just going to read the whole story? <laughs> just the first chapter. I don't know. They have an excerpt tape part, like, right in this, like, the descriptor. You can't really, you can't see it at all. But it's, like, in there, this excerpt from the book. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I thought you were reading a different book jacket. <laughs> no, that's an excerpt from this the This is just what we Amazon. do now. We just... Yeah. Yeah, that's this podcast now. Today's episode was inspired by observing apes at the local zoo. Today's episode was inspired by observing apes at the local zoo. Can't say local zoo. Today's episode was inspired by observing apes at the local local zoo. Fuck.